I know this is going to be in the past by the time we get there, but are we happy for Miley that she won a Grammy? Yes. I know. So her I'm, performance was amazing. I just won a Grammy. She's so good. <laughs> Hi, Julian Pezzavalli. Hi, Patrick Hines. Are you also so excited for Taylor's new album that she announced at the Grammys? Well, tell me, what, what Taylor news did I miss? You missed that she was supposed to announce Reputation Taylor's version. Okay. As of this recording, she has not. But she announced her new album, which everyone is calling the Dead Poets Society, but it's the Tortured Poets Department. <laughs> I think it's going to be like sexy folklore. Oh my I don't God. know what it is, but I'm into it. All right. Well, fam, listen, join us over there on the Patreon. I want to hang out with you. That's what this is all about. We're doing happy hours and we're doing drag bingo and we're doing like we're bringing people in like the magician in March is going to be so fun yes it's going to be amazing and also you get all of our ad free bonus episodes we get, we give you a new one every week at least at least I mean at least join us at the Facebook group where for now for the for the foreseeable future I'm doing watch parties every Sunday night at 7.30 Eastern and it's just like a really fun way to like we all like hit play at the same time and we watch on our own devices and then we get in the chat and we all just go nuts and then I set out a Zoom link and we all just like hang out afterwards and sort of talk about the bananas crazy people Pants. So it's been Love Has Won and Natalia Grace. Yes. Amazing. Oh my God. What are we talking about today, girl? So welcome to our bonus episodes. We yes. told you that we're going to be sprinkling them in throughout the year. Welcome to our third one. <laughs> um, this is an episode of Dateline. It's called Shining Star. Gosh, I miss her so much. Tough, tenacious, as feisty as her name, hard-driving defense attorney Chiquita Tate. She would walk into a courtroom and she looked like she owned the place. She loved defending those clients. She loved law. She stayed late at work to read up on a murder case. But the next murder police wound up investigating was hers. She's representing some really hardened criminals. Maybe somebody had a beef with her. It was personal. The clues? A missing Gucci wallet. Mystery strands of hair. It suggested that a female had maybe killed her and she'd pulled the hair out. Who done it? Who came up here and did it? Somebody planned this murder. Somebody wanted her out of the way. I told her, I will make this right. I will make this right for you. I'm Lester Holt and this is Dateline. Here's Dennis Murphy with Shining Star. So we're in Cajun country right now where a dreadful thing has happened. It's Baton Rouge, the Louisiana state capital, perched on the banks of the Mississippi. Yeah, Dennis Murphy's our host. Oh, that's his name. I couldn't remember his name. Because we got... Wasn't Lester Holt say it right at the beginning? He and here's did. Dennis Murphy. I, yes, but I'm used to Andrea Canning, Joshie Manx, yeah. Keith. Yeah. This 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 one was... I just couldn't keep it. I couldn't keep his name in my head. We got D-Murph today. D-Murph. Um, our victim is Chiquita Tate. She is a high-powered defense attorney. Yes. And she was working late. She was getting ready for court the following Monday. Yeah. And as she's getting ready for court, she's tragically murdered. Yeah, we know it's sometime after 8 p.m. that this happened. And we meet attorney Prem Burns. And she's on top of it. She really is. I mean, she is a friend of Chiquita's, but she's also a fellow attorney. And she's like in the car on the way to work. And she hears on the radio that there's been a murder at a downtown law office. Like when you are on the way to your downtown law office and you hear that somebody in your community has been killed, you probably probably are going to know who they are. And she does. And she does. And so she tells us about Chiquita, who was recently out of law school. But already making a name for herself in the competitive pads and helmets arena of litigation and criminal defense. She had recently won a half million dollar jury verdict. That's pretty awfully good 
for somebody out such a short time. Everyone is what that's why this episode's called Shining Star. Every, all eyes were on Chiquita. I gotta tell you, like Chiquita's energy, just like in hearing about her, she was just like a fighter. She was just always working hard. She loved to work and yeah. she was feisty and sassy and brilliant. And like, I don't know, sounds like a person I wanted to know. Yeah. She was one of seven kids. She was raised by her grandmother in a very poor neighborhood. And everyone is saying, like, she overcame a lot to get where she was. Well, she was the first in her family to go to college. And she goes to the hometown Southern Law School. And like right out of school, she snapped up by a law firm where she starts clerking while studying for the bar and I just wrote that sounds exhausting. I know. I know. Exha- I don't even know what clerking is. Yeah. But it sounds like a lot of it it's sounds tough. Like, it sounds, <laughs> sounds hard. Well, Leslie <laughs> Leslie Hookfin is Chiquita's friend. What a name. Leslie Hookfin. I know. She's awesome. I love her. She sounds like the protagonist of a really great book. Totally. She's like, I don't know what Leslie's doing, but I'm following her. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Or like 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 the like the cold open of the TV show about her. It's just like the last moment before the first commercial break, she turns around and she goes, Hookfin. Yeah. Lessie, Hookfin. Yeah, I'm hooked in or something. Right. There's some there's something there, Lessie. We'll work on it together. But Lessie met Chiquita when they were law clerks together. Yes. And she's like, I have to tell you She was just driven, wanting to to get that next I'll call it that next high. And law school was that, being a lawyer was that, and she achieved it. She passed the bar on her first shot. On her first shot. She eagerly lapped up the hard cases, the kind that made news. Super driven, super determined. She would set her mind to something, and then she did it. Do people not pass the bar on the first try? Um, Is it hard to pass the bar? I'm going to go with a hard yes. I've never done it myself. I know. But like, I wonder what's even on the bar exam. You Do know you remember I mean? in Catch Me If You Can where Tom Hanks asked Frank Abagnale, like, how did you pass the bar in Virginia? Because the whole thing, he like, he's like, how I did you I only saw it? the musical version on Broadway as a proper homosexual. Oh, okay. Well, Frank Abagnale, like, passed the bar in Louisiana. In Louisiana, actually, uh-huh. I think it was. And so Tom Hanks is asking him, like, how See, like, maybe it's not that hard in Louisiana. I don't know. But what he says is, because he's like, you like scammed being a doctor. You yeah. scammed this. Like, how did you lie on the bar exam? Like, what did you do? And he's like, I studied really hard in my past. <laughs> That's the Frank Abagnale answer. Um, but no, I think it's, I, I can't imagine. I mean, people study like for years. You have to be super prepared. And it's pass fail, right? Because they don't want, oh, yeah. they don't want to no, rank. You're not getting like a B minus yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on the bar. Yeah, exactly. No, oh no, my no. God. Travel. Girl, DraftKings Casino is back. I'm telling you, I use this. I know it does not sound like a thing I would use, but I use it and I love it. DraftKings Casino is bringing you only the best classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots, plus exclusive games you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, all you have to do, just download the DraftKings Casino app now and use code TCO. New players get an instant deposit match of up to $100 in casino credits when you deposit $5 or more. That is so much money, man. It's free money. That's code TCO only on DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours, fam. Yeah, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per new customer. Must opt in and make minimum $5 deposit within seven days, 168 hours, of registering new account. Max match $100 in casino credits, which require one-time playthrough within seven days, 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash new player offer 2024. I love that you can calculate those hours in your head. You just did it with no calculator. Oh, totally. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> 
so Shakita opens her own law firm. This I is mean, so I, when badass. We, when we're saying making moves. Like, I know. She was fucking making moves. And Leslie, her friend, joined her. Yes. So Shakita like did whatever she wanted, which yeah. I love because she dressed however she wanted. In conservative lady lawyer pantsuits one day and stilettos and spiky hair the next. She would walk into a courtroom and she looked like she owned the place. You could hear her coming before you saw her. You huh? could. You could. And, and we always joked because Chiquita would wear four inch heels and just strut in. And you knew Chiquita Tate was in the courtroom. Wearing whatever the hell she wants, wearing doing her job, kicking wants. ass like, fuck yes. I'm going to start wearing four inch heels. You can try. I want that kind of it's respect. Tough. I can't even hard. imagine. I can only, I only really like wearing heels if they're like a chunky heel. Oh, but yeah. But doing the stiletto, the, I mean, it's dangerous and like uh, yeah. not really great for people like break their ankles on those things uh yeah yeah didn't sarah jessica parker say like my feet are destroyed from sex in the city oh, like really? her arches her heel like done oh my. like when you look at them there's no way they can be comfortable no they're not they're what if anyone is out there telling you that these skinny 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 strappy heels are comfortable they are lying and like i don't know shoes aren't my thing so i don't know like i i mean i just i just the other day had to be like you have to stop wearing your gym sneakers to the to the gym and to work oh yeah like yeah have to get a different pair of shoes. I famously only ever have like two pairs of shoes. Yeah. So, but the the catch is they make you feel really hot sometimes. Oh yeah. So it's like oh, that's why I'm gonna start wearing them. You walk differently uh-huh. if you can walk in them, but you have to like walk a certain way. If you're gonna like walk in heels, like I'm some expert, but I'm just saying like if oh you're gonna God. really walk in those heels, you it forces you to walk like you fucking own the room that you're in. Chiquita, we awesome. cocktails with Chiquita. It's awesome. Oh my God, it's awesome. So Danita is Chiquita's sister, and yeah. she worked in the law office too. But she's like, I was always getting fired. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she fired me like every week. She fired you? Yeah, every week and then You were her night, office assistant? Yeah. And at night, at night, she'll call me and say, we'll talk, and then she'll say, see you in the morning. I'm like, I thought I was fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, girl, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, she was like, I, can't, like I, I guess I... I can't fire my sister. <laughs> <Totally>. but... <laughs> so let's talk about Greg Harris. Shall we? We shall. He married Chiquita. Well, the way they met is kind of funny. <laughs> they met because they got into a fight on the road. When there they was were driving. like road rage between the two. Both of these people are hotheads. Chiquita's great, but she's everyone says she's kind of a hothead. Yeah, yeah. And Greg, this guy is also a, hot, a hothead, and she's driving a regular car, and he's driving a Mercedes, and he cuts her off, and she chases him to the red light, like honking her horn at him, and she's about to roll down her window and scream at him, but she thinks he's hot. And then they're like, oh. <laughs> so instead, they just start dating, and then they get married. Yeah, basically. He was a contractor. She moved in. They get married in 2008. Small wedding. Yeah. Like mostly family. So the timeline is that they get married in 2008. And by 2009, Chiquita's opened her law firm. Right. So the stuff we told you at the beginning about her, like, dominating and moving into her own law firm, that all happened after she got married. Yeah. Now, uh, Dennis Murphy. I know. I know what you're going to say. Says something here. <laughs> Maybe this is why I didn't remember his name. Really stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. He's talking to her friend, Lessie, who was at the law firm with her. Yeah. And he's trying to talk about the cases that Chiquita took on. Did anybody ever worry about her and her clients? Because there were some tough hombres that she was defending. There were. Tough hombres. Ah! Wait a second. Now. I know. I know. I know. That tough hombres famously is like the Army's 90th Infantry Division. They were like in World War I and II. Like they were sort of known for that. Is there anything you don't know? How do you know that? I also Googled it extensively. But I was like, why does that? I was like, I know it's not bad hombres, but I Uh I feel like that was a phrase. So I I, I don't think that Dennis Murphy is now talking about the 90th Infantry Division in the Army. No, I don't think so. Because nope. it sounds a little too much like Trump's bad hombres. Like, yes. are you making a Trump reference right now oh to Lessie? God. About Chiquita? 
I, it about the people of Louisiana? Like, what are we doing here, Dennis Murphy? Right, read in my notes, stop me in my tracks, too. It it did. Yeah, right. of okay, course. good. Because I was like, tough. Why are I you? So, why in the in what? I, I the summer of Barbie and I know. Beyonce's Renaissance and Taylor's Eras tour. Yeah. We're doing this. We're doing. We're. You know what? Actually, we're not. We're doing not this. doing we're it. Not Let's doing move it. on. No. So it's February nineteenth, two thousand nine. Chiquita is working hard, prepping a defense in a double homicide case. She tells Leslie, her like best friend and associate, that she's got to work late, but she's just going to stay for a few hours. We learn she never makes it home, and Greg is calling her repeatedly, getting no answer. And then, quote, around dawn, he drives down to the office. He finally just goes. He can't take it anymore at dawn and goes down to the office. He was troubled to see her Hummer where she had left it. Mm. She is making money, this woman. Yeah, he sees her car parked outside. He can't, it, the building is locked. We'll get yeah. into this a little bit later. But the building is locked. He can't get in, so he calls 911. And now Greg doesn't have time for the cops to get there. Right. So he like flags down a patrol car. The cop gets into the building somehow, kicks the door. Because he's I don't a know cop what or whatever. Like, there, there is a worker inside, I think, who lets the cop in, but okay. makes Greg stay outside. And so while Greg is, is outside, he calls Denise who's Chiquita's sister. Yes. Once upstairs, it took only a glance for the patrol officer to declare Chiquita's office a crime scene. A bad one. The shining starlight of Chiquita Tate had been cruelly extinguished. By whom? And for what reason? He calls it a bad one. Right. And everyone is a wreck. And yeah. this is where we go down Chiquita's day on Thursday, the day of the murder. Yeah. It was a pretty regular day, right? Like she went to court. She spoke to reporters about a case. We see the footage of that her on the is, news. So when that happens, when you see, like, I always think about the Heyman Lee. She like did a like a little spot for the yeah. local news, like yeah. the day that she oh, went God. missing, and like you see it, like she does like a field hockey segment yeah, 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 for yeah. the local. Like same thing with Chiquita. She does a, a talking segment for the news, and I'm like, you can just like she's got hours left to live. I know. So she talks to the reporters about the case. She heads back to work, yeah. and Lessie her friend and associate leaves at 5.30 which is her usual time and there are other people in the office there's like someone's refinishing a bookcase like the whole Leslie makes a point to say the whole office smelled like varnish yeah and Leslie's like don't stay too late the fumes are not good for you like I know you're a badass and a hard worker but like yeah. you can like do this at home like it's like just leave she yes can, like, get out of here yeah. and Chiquita's like yeah sure no problem no Chiquita <laughs> yeah. absolutely not she's gonna stay in her office so it's 7 o'clock and she calls her husband Greg to bring her some dinner so Greg drives the 25 minutes to her office to bring her some McDonald's. Brings her McDonald's like a prince. Yeah. I gotta tell you, like, make, like sometimes it's the only thing that's gonna hit the spot. I mean, like, I, I, like, I haven't had McDonald's in a really long time, yeah. and sometimes I think about it, and I'm like, why am I not walking to McDonald's right now? We just recorded an episode about a bakery. Yes, about the smell, <laughs> the smell that hits you when you walk yes. into a bakery. Yeah, that same smell put it on the same level as walking McDonald's, into a McDonald's. One hundred percent. Okay, this is getting to a point now. I know. I know. Where it's ridiculous. So he says that she meets him in the lobby of the building because from 5.30 to 7 a.m. the building is locked. So right. she's got to come down and let him in. So she does. They have dinner. There yes. were There were other people working in the building too. Yep. Because again, it's only like 7 o'clock. So there are people in the yep. building still. He does an errand for her. Shakita had a client that was coming over to pick up some money. So he went downstairs to, to pay this client and pick up some paperwork from this person for Shakita. Greg said Chiquita had more work to do and yet another client to see. So he said he took off for home. It was sometime around 8.30. 
So we don't know what this money and the paperwork is all about. We don't get any information on that, but like, right. So you know, you're saying it, it would maybe make sense that Chiquita wouldn't want to do that herself and have her husband do like to me, it's like Chiquita knows what she's doing. Yes. She seems like she, she didn't get to where she was by like cutting corners no, and, not do, yeah. and not doing everything on the up and up. I feel like Chiquita would want to make sure the person who's receiving and getting the pay, like sh- that she'd be on top of it. Yeah. It just seems a little like. It could just be like, oh, I'm busy and, but, or maybe the murder had already happened by then. We right. don't know. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm looking into it who knows it's yeah. happened before yeah so chiquita has more work to do she has a late meeting with a client so greg the husband finishes the mcdonald's and leaves at like 8 30 yes so back to prem burns who's the colleague who's like you have i can't i cannot overstate how how badass chiquita is and like what she's done for yes. for yeah so she and she's like i got a real kick out of chiquita in the courtroom yes and she's like an assistant district attorney so she tells us that like she when she learns that her friend chiquita is dead she marches into her boss's office and is like i want this case. Yeah, this is where Dateline kind of like throws in like, Prem Burns is kind of legendary around these parts. So if Prem Burns, like she wants to get to the bottom of what happened to her friend, Chiquita's like a pillar of the community. She's doing good work in the law field. Prem's like, everyone move over. I'm, I'm doing Prem Burns is here now. Prem, is that short for something? I don't know. Pramela? Pramela. Maybe. That's what it is. For sure, Pramela. (laughs) So, and now, now, so Prem is going to be here a lot because she is prosecuting this case for her friends. Well, and she says that she insists on going to every crime scene for a case that she's involved in. Mm-hmm. So she goes to see her friend's crime scene. God. As she entered the office, she noticed Chiquita had been fixing things up. But then when you proceeded into the next room where her body was, I was like, oh, my Lord. She was butchered. She was butchered. Chiquita had been stabbed 43 times. Chiquita was stabbed 43 times. It was a very, very brutal attack. The medical examiner says she fought and fought. It was just a very messy Like, scene. whenever we learn about these, the, the bakery one that we just covered, like, they're never stabbed once or twice. It's always over and over and over again. And now, sort of to that point, we keep hearing over and over again about how you need to be let into this building at this yeah. hour. So it was a client of hers or someone she knew. It had to be. Because if her husband had gone at 8.30, yes. the only way you can be let in is if Chiquita went down there, open the door for you and say, come on in. Yep. We hear this about a hundred times and I think that's important. Another thing that we learn about the crime scene is that there's no murder weapon. There's no blood footprint. There's no fingerprint. There's no blood in the elevator. There's no blood in the lobby. And there's no blood on the elevator button. After we just learned that there are 43 stab wounds and that it was a very messy crime scene. So, like, how does this work? How does this work? So, and then it's like, so the killer vanished? No right. trail? What is going on? They didn't even take anything from her office. She was still wearing all of her fancy jewelry. The office wasn't trashed. We've done this enough to know that this was a very intentional, personal, crime. Yeah. One thing was missing, her wallet. We'll get to her wallet in a yes. second. But there were 91 strands of hair in her left hand. It was a re- it was really long. Yeah. Like, like, a, what, like the cops are like, is this like a woman's hair? So it's like, was she fighting with a woman? Was it a woman who was the killer and she was fighting and she ripped the hair out of the woman's head at right. some point? And so the suspect's like, could it be a client? And, and the cops are like, well, she's a criminal defense attorney. So yeah. they are criminals after all. Like, is it the family of a victim maybe? How could she be defending the person who did this to my family. Like, no one can understand what's happening here. What were your theories? What do you think had happened? I actually, uh, I did not come to any conclusions because I couldn't think of a soul who would have wanted her dead. Shakita's father-in-law, Silver Ray Harris, admired her courage, but wondered about the kind of clients who came with her line of work. 
who could this be? It has to be somebody that people don't know. Yeah. And we're going into commercial now and because and we learn that there are cameras outside and on the street and we go to commercial and Dennis is like, they might give us a portrait of a killer suitable for framing. Dennis, I'm still fucking <laughs> mad at you about I the know. tough hombres thing, but is that a Columbo <laughs> reference? Because there is a truly excellent episode of Columbo called Suitable for Framing. Oh my God, really? It's a fantastic really? reveal at the end and I'm curious... We're not on speaking terms right now, Dennis, because oh, yeah, I don't yeah, like the tough on yeah, thing. Yeah. But I'm curious if that, that has to be a Columbo reference. Well, I mean, if you recognized it, then it 100% is. Suitable for framing? No question. It's a great episode. It's one of the best reveals ever. It's we so good. We should do, maybe like on the page or something, we should do just one episode of Columbo. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be fun? The Dick Van Dyke episode. Oh, yeah. Can we do the Dick Van Dyke yeah, episode? Yeah, 100%. We'll do it like for Christmas or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, that'll be great. So, it's 90 minutes, though. Girls, great. So get ready. I'm excited. It's amazing. I it's one wait. of the best reveals fucking ever, too. <laughs> it's called Negative Reaction. It's season four. It's so good. Oh, my God. Um, also, what did the camera say? Absolutely nothing. Bad luck. A recent storm had knocked it out. Uh, the camera in front of the office was not working uh, properly that particular night. So, no picture of the suspect. This wasn't going to be an open-shut solve. It wasn't working. A storm knocked it out. Nobody fixed it. Amazing job. It's Keep just it up, unacceptable because they say, like, they literally call these cameras crime cameras. Like, they are literally, they have cameras all over Baton Rouge to catch bad guys doing bad things. Yeah. And the one time there's a fucking murder, the camera is broken and nobody fixed it. Right. And, like, a storm knocked it out and they just decide not to fix it. Yeah. They'll just, like, not fix it right now. Death penalty to whoever is in charge of that department. They, uh, well, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Life in prison without the possibility of parole. Fine. But like they knew it was bro- a storm knocked it out uh-huh. and they just like made the active decision to not fix it. And I all just I don't can understand. think is like, can the family sue the city? Like that is insane. I don't know. You I know? wonder. I wonder. So meanwhile, they're testing under Chiquita's fingernails. They're testing the hair that they found. Yeah. And it found out that the hair was actually hair extensions. Yes. So they're like, was this a woman? Like the cops are like, I don't know. It was like too violent, too overwhelming. You know, women with their weak arms. Yeah. Like, I don't really know <laughs> if that's possible. And then out of the clear blue sky, someone finds Chiquita's wallet on the side of the road and calls it into the cops. And not just any someone. It turns out the woman, where they found it, it's on Gardeer Lane, they say, which is like a a bad, dangerous neighborhood or whatever. But the wallet was found by a person who actually knew Chiquita. Because Chiquita had given a speech at this woman's daughter's school. Right. And Chiquita had really left an impression Mm -hmm. on this woman. She's like, what the hell? And she was also on the news that day. Yeah. You know, like, people around town know Chiquita. So this lady is like, oh my God, I... That woman is dead. What a tragedy. I just found her wallet. She turns it into the cops. Now, everything was still in her wallet. Credit card's still there. ID still there. It's a nice Gucci wallet, too. And Prem, the lawyer, is like, no, no, no. Oh, this wallet was planted there. Right. It was meant to frame somebody. Because what she's saying is, when you take a nice Gucci wallet loaded with credit cards to Gardier Lane and leave it in the streets, somebody's going to pick it up and start going to the mall, spending some of those credit cards, And the first thing that's going to happen is that the police are going to have a film of the transaction and go to that person and say, you killed Chiquita Tate. There's our suspect. Absolutely. They're going to go use the credit cards somewhere. And now they're wanted for murder. Exactly. And I'm like, Prem, what? I know. I believe you, but what? Yeah. So here's what the cops have so far. They know that the killer wore extensions or a weave, right? They were able to get out without leaving a trail of blood anywhere. 
they thought up this wallet scheme and the cops are like, yeah, he's a real cool customer, perhaps a professional. And I'm like, I don't, let's not give them any credit for anything. A Whoever real did cool this, guy. a real cool customer. I gotta tell you, the hair really stands out to me. Yeah. Because if you're the lady who went in and killed that other lady and she ripped your hair out of your head, Oof. wouldn't you have the, if you have the presence of mind to, to like put a wallet somewhere to frame somebody, you'd have the presence of mind to like remove your hair from that lady's hands. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I it does seem perfectly placed. Yeah. <laughs> 91 strands is also a lot. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know how much it is, but it feels like a lot. That's one of those things where it could be a lot or a little. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 91 that, that's strands. True. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Don't you lose, like, don't you shed, like, 100 strands or something? I don't know. But I, I just made know. me realize I once in high school saw, oh, my God, this oh, no. is just coming back. Am I going to hate me. this? <laughs> Am I going to hate it? Yeah, probably. I, I once saw, I will leave their names out, but these two girls, they were girls, we were, like, in seventh grade or something, got into a fight. No, 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 one, no. 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 Girl grabbed ah! a girl by the hair and slapped her so hard that her, she, she like the her, the hair remained in her fist while her face went somewhere else. Oh, so her hair wasn't pulled out. The slap is no, bad enough. The hair was pulled out, is what I'm saying. <gasps> the hair was. She slapped her so hard she pulled the hair out of her head. Oh, seventh grade. Seventh grade. Over I know. A boy, probably. Oh, I know. girls, you're so much better than that. <laughs> Girlhood. No, 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 no. I know. Go to brunch now or something. Fuck that kid. They were best friends. I believe they remain best friends, but they were really fighting. What? You have no idea what it's about? No, I, I'm, I, I still speak to one of them. I could probably find out. Can you find out? I will. I will. We'll keep it as anonymous as we yeah, possibly yeah, yeah, can. Yeah, totally. Who are you friends with? The slapper or the slappy? The slappy. Get. Oh, she of remembers course. it like you think it was I'm, yesterday. I'm the friends with the bully or or like the person but if they be- were still friends I, I don't know. know that's true she remembers it like it was yesterday totally. probably or she's like oh my god remember I did get slapped yeah yeah so funny the bangs like- it was in her bangs too oh my god I- it was very violent I know. We need to figure this out. Uh, okay, I'll get, I'll get to the bottom of it. If it's if they're okay to talk about it, mm-hmm. I'm so curious. Oh my god! So the cops start looking at Chiquita's client list. Yes, and they come up with these two suspects because they were accused of killing a this man. This is the dumbest red herring because like the guy was in jail, he didn't do it. Right. The, so <laughs> these two suspects were accused of killing a man and his 17 year old son. Yeah. One of them was in jail at the time of the murder. And this, and then like Dennis Murphy tells us all that, and they were like, "Oh, this is nothing, by the way." No, and then they're like, "It it just was very unlikely that that someone who who she worked so hard for would kill her." A few of the people on Shakita's client list were incarcerated at the time of her killing. Others had alibis. Dennis Murphy tells us all that, and they were like, "Oh, this is nothing, by the way." No, and then they're like, "All of their clients have alibis. None of them have the motive. It's not a client." Yeah, and but we learned she it's al- also not a couple of lesbians. We'll get to that in a minute. Please, we're about to. <laughs> okay. So they- leave the lesbians alone. I know, like they've suffered enough. Uh, but these lesbians are cool. Yeah, no. <laughs> like almost all lesbians. Uh, I know, but they, they're. Anyway, well, hold on a second. We're sorry, getting ahead sorry. of ourselves. So most of her clients were cleared, but apparently Leslie tells us that she also had clients who were free to come and go. Yeah. And she says, like, but there was no one on the books. Like, no one had an appointment that Leslie knew about, and Leslie would know. But this is the one place where they say that the thing about Chiquita is that she was extremely aggressive. Like, she was a strong, powerful, smart woman, mm-hmm. but she was really tough. Leslie says she has a capital T temper. Yeah, so is it possible that she got really tough on one of her, like, clients who aren't deal with it exactly exactly I don't care. or somebody like in her in her real life deal that with like it. right no i i'm not saying it's a reason to kill somebody uh, right. but it could be like a like a motive for somebody somewhere also tennis we go into the break again <laughs> <I know. 
This We're is still not, not at the lesbian. This is not another Columbo reference, no. unfortunately. He goes, A mystery client with the worst of grudges? A woman unknown? Only theories, until the cops play poker with a witness and hit the jackpot when they're only holding a pair of deuces. <laughs> Very wordy. Very, only very Only holding a pair of deuces. They hit the jackpot when they're only holding a pair. Okay. All right, Let's Dennis. just get on with it. We learned, too, though, that during all this time, Greg, the husband, is being very helpful. He says they say he hasn't lawyered up. He's telling the investigators the story of his night, no problem. Gives them the key to his vehicle to go take a look. And they're like, that's great. You're still a suspect. Yeah, yeah. You're the husband. I'm sorry. Like I they, know. they say, like, it doesn't matter how helpful you are. It doesn't matter if you're doing everything right. If you are a spouse, you're always, you always start off as a suspect. So thank you so much for your cooperation. But guess what? You're I still know. a suspect. I'm starting to feel like if you don't lawyer up, you look more guilty. You know what I mean? I guess. Like I Wait, would say that again. Like if you get a lawyer, yeah. you look less guilty because you know you're going to be suspected. Yeah. Whereas if you don't get a lawyer, you're like look at how helpful I am. Yeah. I, I didn't get a lawyer. I don't care what it looks like. You get a. I'm lawyer. getting a lawyer. Oh my god, you're going to be my lawyer. If I walk home tonight and Steve's dead, you're my attorney. Oh my, I can't be. We got to find a real one. <laughs> okay, but that I mean, case you, can't you go well. Go to go to Baton Rouge and take the bar. Apparently, anybody can pass it there. <laughs> no, <laughs> I could never. Oh my god, we got to find you a real one. All right, we'll get me a real lawyer because we can't do this. We can't go down this road. All right. Okay. So the cops are like, thanks, Greg, for all your information. We're searching your house here. Yeah. So they search the house. No weapons. No, quote, blood-soaked clothes. There's no evidence at all. But they still took some DNA and sent it over to the lab. And they do find one very important kind of odd, out-of-place thing. They call it an oddball souvenir. Okay. Well, I want to know what who made this recording. It's, it's a recording of a fight between Greg and Shakita. And it sounds like they're splitting the assets, like they're splitting up the marriage. They're having a fight. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's like a real conversation conversation. They're just yelling at each other about like who's going to get what in the divorce. This sounded like a couple splitting the sheets, divvying up the household goods. They're now like dividing up the house in their heads. Which I I understand. I just want to know who made that recording. I have the same note. I don't know. And why they kept it. I don't know. You know? I don't know. Maybe she did. I don't yeah, know. It seems like something that like she would have done because she we are going to learn that she was feeling unsafe. So Danita, who's Shakita's sister, knew that her sister was unhappy with Greg. But Danita's here to be like, I have to tell you, though, like, I don't know if Shakita ever would have been happy in like what we know is like. Uh, a stereotypical relationship. Uh-huh. I don't know. Danita is a bit of a Greg defender throughout this whole thing. I don't love it. No. And she is here to kind of just say that, like, Chiquita was a lot. And I don't know, Danita. I think there's another way of looking at that. Like, listen to these tape-recorded fights where he's screaming at her. Or the oh, 911 call we're going to hear in a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what, what Danita is talking about specifically is that Chiquita wasn't really into compromising. Because uh-huh. she says, like, in a marriage you have to compromise, and she wasn't really into that. So I think what Danita's saying I'm not a Greg apologist by any stretch of yeah. imagination but I think as her sister I think she's like I just know her like she kind of she was an arguer she was a litigator and apparently according to Danita Chiquita was always threatening to storm out of the marriage like right up to the very last day right but this is important because the morning of her death Chiquita told her sister that she just couldn't take it anymore and I'm like yeah. oh shit yeah but we meet Greg's piece of shit dad I think it has to do with her not being home very often she would take cases that would take her to New Orleans and 
Uh, she'd work on cases to late up into the night. Too much career going on for her. Huh? Yeah, and no time for him. Not enough time for him. Yeah, no. So No. No, let's uh, listen to the 911 calls Please. instead because they're going to tell the truth. Yeah. So there are these 911 calls on the books, domestic violence calls, and it's they are starting two months before they got married. Yeah. So Chiquita is saying that Greg hit her and a charge was filed against both of them. Yes. So We don't hear the 911 call here, but we may as well talk about it because yeah. we do hear it eventually she is hysterical yeah and she is saying he hit me and he choked me and yeah. i couldn't move right. and you can hear the shock in her own voice and, like she is such a strong powerful woman yeah. the fact that like this man immobilized her i you can hear the shock of it in yes. her uh, voice yeah and the and the absolute abject terror she was right. terrified of this guy so the cops got wind of this and they're questioning Greg about it. We see the video. Yeah. Like today they're questioning Greg. And Greg comes off real natural here. I would be such a shitty cop because I'm like, I don't know. I kind of believe him. Like his, he comes off real natural. Also, Greg loves McDonald's because there's a bag of McDonald's on the table during this interview. I mean, who doesn't love McDonald's? It you know what I mean? so funny. I know. So they're asking, they're like, yeah, so... Just be honest with us, right? Chiquita was planning to leave you and you snapped, right? Yeah. That's what happened. And, and Greg's like, absolutely not. Go to my house. All of her stuff is still there. She wasn't, she didn't pack anything. She called me that night asking me to bring her dinner and help her out. Like we had plans for the movies. That is absolutely not true. And I'm like, just because someone's stuff is packed doesn't mean that they're not preparing in many other ways to leave you. And also, exactly. And also, all we know is that he showed up at her office with some McDonald's. We don't know if that was all part of his like plan. We don't we know. No we, we don't know even that she even let him in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would love to see the phone records. Yeah. But we don't see them. So, the cops review Greg's timeline of the night of the killing. Well, they're trying to catch him in a lie. Yes. So, they're, the cops are making him walk through this timeline the night of the murder, and then they just start lying to him. Well, they start saying they have, like, video footage and phone records that they don't have, which I don't usually like, but they're allowed to do it, and in this case, I kind of like And, like, it. this is how cops gaslight you. Like, this is what we mean when we say that cops have no issue lying to you to get you to admit something you did or didn't do. Yeah. And they're doing it. Yeah. Because Greg will be like, I walked that way, and they're like, nope, we have video saying you did the other thing. And he's like, like oh, yeah, you're right. I meant that I, 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 I walked the other way. But like, at first, Greg doesn't skip a beat. Yeah. Every, he's like, yeah, this is all fine. You're absolutely right. This is what I did. But then Greg admits to being on Gardeer Lane. And that's where Chiquita's wallet was found. And the funny thing is, like, this was the moment. Because, like, the night that his wife was murdered, mm -hmm. he says he went and dropped off the food, did that little errand for her, came back up, left around 830, and took the interstate home. Right. And the cops are like, well, then why were you over on Gardeer Avenue? Now, they are bluffing. They do not know that he was there or not. They're telling him that they know that he was. And he, he goes, Guardian Lane. I went to Guardian Lane last night. Really? Yes. What's he say he's doing there? Um, he said he went to buy steroids. He, he's a big guy. He lifts weights. And he said that's where a steroid dealer lives. Full street transaction. Right. The cops call this their big gotcha moment. Yeah. Because they're like, we have no evidence, no DNA, no video, yeah. no phone records. But Greg just put himself where Chiquita's wallet is found. Yes. We have the son of a I bitch. I mean, oh my we God. So they used the warrant from the domestic violence call a year and a half ago. Chiquita's charge was dropped, but Greg's wasn't. Right. And he's like, it's supposed to be, but it wasn't. I'm like, yeah, well, it wasn't. So the cops use this year and a half old warrant to arrest Greg. Yeah, they say they're holding him while the DNA is being tested. And then the cops get a phone call. Oh my God. Oh my God. And it's from a woman who's just like, I can't say anything else. <laughs> but Chiquita was involved in a lesbian love triangle. So 
So Chiquita was working on an adoption case with two lesbians. Yes. Which, what do you call it? Her, like, body of clients? Like, right. She's dealing with these, like, super she's dangerous criminal people. defense, and she's a litigator, and yeah. she's, like, doing a really lovely thing. Exactly. So this anonymous caller is like, that was all a front. That was all fake. They are actually in a love triangle. And the caller even gave the women's names. Right. And says, like, one of the, I saw the other woman, and she has scratches all over her body. And the cops are like, pipe down. Hold on a second. Uh, kind of. They uh, uh, they entertain it a little bit. They're like, well, this could explain the crime of passion and the hair in the, the hand. Which is like, okay, fine. So they yeah. call the woman who allegedly has these scratches all over her, and they're like, wait, what? They call the lesbians, and the lesbians have to turn down their Joni Mitchell, and they're like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. They're like, she's not our lover, but she's a really good attorney. Like, she's awesome. Like, she's really, really good. Also, none of the, these women had any scratches on them. Neither no. of them were extensions or a weave. Like, it's all bullshit. It's a bullshit call. And they both have alibis. And this is where I said, can we just leave the lesbians alone? Like, they're just trying to get a kid. Like, they tried on. to bring back Lilith Fair for one year. It didn't work out. We're all still they sad did? about it. Yes. They tried to revive it. It didn't work. Uh, We're all still suffering. We don't have time for this. We don't have time. We do not have the emotional energy to deal with this right now. Also, guess what? What? So the cops trace the call. Yes. It's in Texas. They go down. They drove to Texas. I was like, I was like, they drove all the way to Texas. And I was like, oh, wait, is that far? Oh, wait, no, it's not that far. It's Baton Rouge far from Texas. I mean, Texas is enormous. I feel like everything, it takes, it's depending on where you're going. But yeah, so they drive. (laughs) Guess who made the phone call? I immediately recognized her as the voice that I heard that had called the office that time. I asked her, how did she know Shakita Tate? And she said, well, um, Shakita Tate used to be married to my brother. This was Greg Harris's sister. That's yes. correct. Greg Harris's sister. It's Greg's a fucking shitbag sister. Like, and just like that, we're back on Greg again. I know. But of like, course. come on. So now, but Prem, the lawyer... She's all over Greg. Yes. So she really has her hooks in Greg because she's like digging up all the dirt on him. She's like, I don't like this guy. I never liked him. The sister in the phone call. What is going I on? Mean, come and the domestic on. violence calls. So she real she learns that Greg has a really bad history with all the women in his life. Yes. You people say Chiquita has a capital T temper. No, 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 no. No. Greg has an actual temper. He has control issues. He. It has a history. All of his relationships have been abusive. Yeah, And he is the abuser. And, and, and Prim learns that Chiquita had taken out a lease on a new apartment. She hadn't moved out yet, but it was, it was clear. Things were in motion. She was obviously going to leave him. So Greg being like, all our stuff is there. Like I said, it doesn't matter. Right. Other things can be emotion in other ways. And it was. And this is where we always say that like, People are in the greatest danger in abusive relationships when they decide to leave. Right. And like Prem says, no one leaves Greg Harris, quote, unless Greg Harris throws them out of the house onto the front lawn. This is a violent, violent, aggressive, controlling abuser. Now, then we get Greg's family, like his brother. I mean, I don't know how I fucking feel about this. They admit. They admit that the lesbian love triangle thing came from them. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, no, 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 total misunderstanding. So a the lawyer. Dad, the piece of shit dad is like, it, that came from me. A mystery lawyer yes. told them to look into it because they wanted to look at all the angles. So they were like, no, I didn't encourage my daughter to make an anonymous phone call. But yeah, I'm the one who told her that maybe there was a lesbian love triangle. And it's like. Wait a second. And also... It's not about throwing off the cops. Yes, it is. Greg's brother is here to be like, my brother wasn't violent. He was exactly the kind of person I wanted to be. He, like, I know that they had a rough marriage, but they were working on it. They're just fucking lying for him. And Greg, Like, play the 911 call for them. She's sobbing. She's just been choked by your brother. And Greg's family is like, oh, but here's another thing. Like, when Greg was released from police custody, someone tried to kill him. Someone came up to his bedroom window at about 3.40 in the morning 
and shoots in the bedroom window five times with a 10 millimeter gun. Oh. Hoping that he was in the bed. Just what happened, Greg fell asleep on the sofa. God saved him. He was not in the bed. He was asleep on the couch, thank God, because that saved him. If he was sitting up, he could have been killed. I mean, how is this only obvious to Prem and me that, like, he orchestrated that? He fucking did it himself. Well, we will get to that. I know. I want to also point out, Sister Danita is here to say absolutely no way it could have been Greg. Danita, did you hear the 911 call? Yeah. Did your sister ever call you? She called you on the day she was murdered, saying she can't do this marriage anymore. You know that he's beating her. After Greg's family is telling the story about, like, oh my God, he dodged, literally dodged a bullet. Yeah. DNA comes back. Greg's DNA was under Chiquita's fingernails. But also an unknown male. Right. A second person. So I said, A, not a female. So how did the hair get there? Mm -hmm. But B, this unknown male, that's interesting. If Greg is the killer, did he have an accomplice? Right. He must or, have. I mean, I guess if you're Greg's defense team, you could say like, well, it makes sense that his DNA is under her fingernails. They're under married, her they live- fingernails, though? I know. But the unknown male did get me. I was kind of like, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So here's the case against Greg. He's the last person who saw Chiquita alive. They had an abusive marriage. He was abusing her. Chiquita was in the process of leaving him, which we know is an incredibly dangerous time. Yeah. He put himself on Gardier Lane, which is where her wallet was found. Yeah. And, 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 and new information we are just learning about, the sunglasses in his car. The glasses are under the seat. Is there blood evidence on them? There absolutely was. There was a combination of his blood and her blood on the left lens. When I was told that there is their blood mixed on this left lens and the right arm of those glasses, I said, I don't need anything more. Prem is like, that's all I needed. Like, I know. Come I know. on. So it's March 2009. Greg is charged with second degree murder, which means intentional but unplanned. That I don't love because he clearly went there to kill her. Right. You know? And so he goes on trial in March of 2011. The prosecution's case, obviously, is that he killed her because she was going to leave him. Well, and because they have all of his exes testify that he was violent and controlling. Like a Jekyll and Hyde personality that he was like love bombing during the courting, but he was volatile and controlling once he won them. And these women are saying like he was violent, he hit them, they they couldn't leave him, just like Abuser 101. And like Danita and Greg's family, like you, he's still the guy you want to be when you grow up. Right. You know? And Prem is saying too, like he needed money, he'd get $60,000 from the life insurance. And I'm like, for me, yeah. the money isn't really a motive. She was going to leave him. Right. And that, I think that is, maybe the money in Greg's fucked up mind is like, oh, that's a bonus. But no, 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 nobody leaves Greg. Yeah, the money thing comes from the fact that we know that he called his boss on the night of the killing and asked for like an advance from his 401k and the boss said no. And I I was like, Prem, that's not how 401ks work. Like, you're not calling your boss for that advance. You call the bank for that advance. Is that right? Yeah. Like, you get the money from a bank. Can it's you, not... like, reach into your a 401k you whenever can. you want? You can. We, Steve and I had, like, years and years ago, we were broke and we had to reach into my 401k, but you you pay, like, insane taxes on it. Really? Yeah. But you can get it at any time. You can, but, it, I mean, like, it'll cost, it's not worth it unless it's an emergency. But then when when is it worth it to have? Like... Well, well, you get it when you retire, like, at 65 or whatever. Yeah. And I think there are provisions you can withdraw with out the penalties, but like being broke just isn't one of them, you know? Right. <laughs> so, because I'm just saying like she was going to leave him. It's a dangerous time. To me. It's no question to me. Right? That's exactly right. And because the lawyers are also saying that he planted that hair, which to me is premeditated murder. Yes. If he had a hair, like 100%. What? And they're saying when Chiquita's body was found, her hand, it wasn't clutching the hair as though she'd ripped it out of somebody's head and then died. It was actually strewn as if somebody had taken it and just weaved it through her hand. 
It was a ploy, said the prosecution, designed to throw off the cops. It's as though her palm were placed open and somebody placed Place the, the hair. Man. Like, it's so it's bad obvious. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's an obvious bad move. It's an obvious planted, like, bad clue. Right. And yeah. they also say, like, they believe he he faked the attempt on his life that he shot through his own window, which is like... Like, I, of I, course. I, like, the night he gets out of prison and he's sleeping, like, of course, yeah. of course. The fake love triangle angle came from him and his yeah. family, at least. They also, and here's more new information, they find blood, like, blood droplets all over Greg and Chiquita's house. There's blood on a Clorox bottle. That's bleach, fam. And it's combined yes. blood. It's his and hers together. That's the thing. Like, his lawyer will say, wait a second, of course, like, a little drip of blood here and there in the house, you live there, whatever, but yeah. combined blood? On a Clorox bottle? Like, come like, on. I don't know if Mike and I have ever had our blood combined. In no. A, you know what I'm saying? Of course. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But what the lawyer does say where I'm like, okay, but this is a question I have too. And again, not defending or, or like apologizing for Greg. Where is all the blood? Right. Because it was a really horrifying crime scene. And we hear a lot, like there was no blood in the elevator, no blood in the in the hallway. There wasn't any blood in Greg's car. Yes, the sunglasses. But like, how did he change his clothes? Like, what happened there? But the thing is, it like that's not even a Greg thing. That's an anybody thing. Like, it like some killer did that and didn't get blood all down the hallway. Yeah. Didn't get blood right, in right, the right. you know what I mean? Of course. Yeah. The other question is the defense is like, well, there had to have been a second person involved because right. the DNA under her fingernails basically says there was a second person involved. And did that person stay like still though? How did that person get out without without blood being all over the place? And my question is, why wasn't that DNA in the combined blood? Uh-huh. There was combined blood in his car on his sunglasses. So, like, where is that third person's DNA in, in everything else? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, if there was another person there, wouldn't that third person also be in the combined blood? Well, not necessarily. Like, if, if it's, not. you know. Like, and I guess we never get to the bottom of this unknown DNA because it never comes back. This is one of those things where I was like, it's got to be hard to be an attorney. It's got to be hard to be a, a jury in a situation like this because it is... Like, there is no smoking gun. There's no video of him doing it. There's no video yeah. of him leaving. There's no blood in the car. I mean, there is blood in the car because, like, that's where they find the sunglasses. Right. You know? And it's just, it's all those women telling their story. It's yeah. the 911 call. It's this guy was a violent, abusive person. Right. So, like, and this is how, unfortunately, so many of these stories end. She was about to leave him. Yeah. She was leaving him. She had a lease of an apartment. She was leaving him. And like Prem says, like, that was, like, echoing. Like, nobody leaves Greg. Right. To me, that's really all I need. The defense also says that they don't believe the police looked hard enough at her, like, list of scary clients. And, like, the fact that that other male DNA still hasn't been identified, like, that is a big thing. Like, that is reasonable doubt-ish, yeah, I guess. sure. Like, you wh know? who is that person and did Greg plant it and how did he plant it if he did it? Like, there are questions right. there for sure. So they say the trial lasted 16 days and at the end of it, Greg is found guilty of manslaughter, a lesser charge which the judge allowed them to consider. The prosecutor was flabbergasted. I just about passed out, and so did the defense attorney. Nobody argued manslaughter. It was an option that the judge gave the jury at the end of the trial, but Prem is blown away because neither she mentions manslaughter nor the defense mentions manslaughter. Yeah. So, like, it was just the option that was given at the end, and when she goes to And it's talk, a much lesser charge. That's the thing. It's a much lesser charge, and she goes to talk to the jury, and the jury says, we think something went on up there, but we just don't know what. Yeah. We think something got out of hand, and she was killed by him. And there's a big, like, he can get either four years or 40 years. It's a few months. So, like, the sentencing can really go either way with the manslaughter yeah. charge. It ranges from a few months to 40 years in prison. And the judge 
judge at sentencing throws the fucking book at him, gives him 40 years without the possibility of parole. Yeah. And then in 2012, an appeals court upheld the conviction, but amended his sentence to now include the possibility of parole. But then in 2015, Greg begins working with new attorneys to have the ruling overturned because we learn that the judge was talking openly about how she knew Chiquita. And worked with her. Like Chiquita had been a law clerk for her. And then we also <sighs> learn that Chiquita, as an attorney, had represented this judge in a civil trial. Yeah, the judge did not return Dateline's call for comment. <laughs> that does seem it's, like grounds to recuse yourself. Uh, it's, it's, that is... Yeah, I mean, I I think... But, like, even his own original defense team was like, no, that's fine. The judge didn't have to recuse herself. She didn't do anything wrong. Right, if that defense team knew about... Yeah, I don't know what happened there. And then at the very end... Oh my God, this was like such a shitty way to end the episode. Greg's fucking family is back to say, The Harris family received letters after the trial claiming someone else killed Chiquita because she knew too much about something. But the cops will tell you that every lead they chased down brought them back to one man. Someone who robbed a family of its shining young star. Every lead went back to Greg Harris. Every lead just led to him. Like, I'm sorry, that family needs to do some work and, like, yeah. look inside and accept that their son is a monster. Right. And in 2016, Greg's petition for a new trial was denied. Bye at the end. Bye. The end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Oh, girl, we did what's it called? It's a Dateline episode. It's called Shining Star, and it's the murder of Chiquita Tate. Yes. Uh, fam, join us on the Patreon, where we're doing all kinds of fun stuff, like happy hours and drag bingo, but you also get all of our 450 full ad-free bonus episodes and yeah. the ones we're making every single week. Right now, we're in the middle of the Curious Case He's of Natalia, Natalia Grace. Grace. Fam, this one is, if you don't know this story, watch it, listen to the coverage. We are screaming our heads off yeah. every single day. We just did Love Has One. We got a lot, a lot going on. Oh. Oh, my God. Um, what are we doing next? Okay, so because this is a bonus episode, I always want you to know kind of like everything we got going on. Yeah. So tomorrow, Natalia Grace, season one, episodes three and four on the Patreon. So if you don't know, we're doing two episodes of Natalia Grace in one episode of ours. Yes. So we're doing one episode covering episodes three and four of season one. That's tomorrow. And then next Tuesday on the regular feed is The Last After Party, The Murder of Joey Comunale, which is from New York Homicide, which is a show that we like. Oh, my God. All right. Well, stay, stay tuned for the trailer for The New York Homicide side one I guess yes yes um and we love you and we'll yeah. see you soon yeah I just like giving people options no I think I'm that's a big great. option there's so much, and like sign up for the patreon for the drag bingo if nothing else like I'm just saying it's <laughs> Let me tell so you, fun why is it so fun and I gotta tell you I too we are putting the prizes are like prize packages like the yes, part we're taking like them themed. really seriously they're yeah. really fun prizes yeah all right that's it we love you okay we love you all right bye bye a beloved son goes missing after a night out with friends I kept calling him and calling him, calling him. No answer. Not typical. You know, not to hear from him. We were having a great time. A ton of friends, smiling, laughing. That is what I remember from that night. Joey gives me the phone. That's how we end up getting separated. And ends in an after party with strangers. They were drinking hard. They said uh, Joey was very out of it. One of whom has a secret identity and a dark past. And it was a surprise to find out this one person, he wasn't who he was posing to be. He was somebody completely different. Because again, 
again, it's only like seven o'clock, so there are people in the yeah. building still. He does an errand for her. There's like a client coming to pick up money and drop off some paperwork, and he takes the money down and gets the paperwork or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just wrote that down. Yeah. No. 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 I did too. <laughs> Oh my god, number one, lesbians don't do love triangles. Just by and large, they just don't do them. Really? No, I don't know. I just don't like when people say things about lesbians. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to say some nice things about them. I know. Them. 